It's that time Christmas time is here Everybody knows There's not a better time of year from the Mid-South Van Studio in Orlando, Mississippi, Rooster Production presents Under the Water Tower, sponsored by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Derek Biglane and Matt Crane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Well, we had an event this weekend where we drove through a lot of neighborhoods. 10th annual Santa Claus Caravan, and we're going to talk more and more about that uh, here shortly. Drove through a lot of neighborhoods. If you'd like to live in one of those neighborhoods that we drove through this past weekend, give Team Couch of Birch Realty a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group has signed on to be our presenting sponsor uh, into the new year. They will be our presenting sponsor now for another six months, Derek. And we thank you to Brian and Terry for investing in us. Thank you so much for uh, partnering with us to put your advertising dollars to work. Team Coucher Birch Realty Group possesses over 63 years of combined real estate experience, 25,000 closings just since 2009. That's on the buying and selling side of residential real estate here in DeSoto County. They are ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they're available morning, noon, and night. They have been voted best realtor multiple times here in DeSoto County. Give Team Couch of Birch Realty Group a call, 662-449-1700. And again, we thank them for the past three months, and we thank them for working with us for another six months. We really do appreciate it. Podcast recorded each and every Tuesday and Friday morning at the Mobile Car and Van Rental Studio at the corner of McCracken and Commerce. Mobile Van and Car Rentals, formerly Mid-South Vans, is ready to serve you for any car rental needs you may have. Body shop needs, car repair needs, or simply for a family vacation or trip this coming spring, we'd love to help you out 662-469-4555 that's 662-469-4555 we did have this past weekend the cruise santa claus caravan did take place and not a not a pretty day but could not run out the parade literally could not run it out we did have it got in but we went a little faster than normal usually we'd like to spend about two and a half hours going around and kind of taking our time and slowing down and letting the kids see santa and stop and take pictures with santa and just couldn't do it this year for of the COVID reasons and also because it was an, an absolute steady downpour uh, at about 42 degrees of uh, the entire parade. Uh, but it, we, we did get out. Santa did his best, uh, stayed out there the entire time. So bless you, Santa. I hope that you don't catch pneumonia or anything to be able to deliver presents here coming up Thursday night. Uh, but we just thank Santa for everything that he did and spreading cheer. And we had actually, I would say, what, a pretty good turnout, probably an average turnout, considering the weather uh, was actually uh, probably a really good turnout. I'd say actually more. You thought it was average? I thought it, before it started, once it started raining pretty hard and people couldn't stand out there, yeah. But I'd say above average for the well, first time. I guess uh, started the first yeah. couple, two or three neighborhoods, yeah. probably above average. So you and I talked off air, I mean, like we do a lot. And, and I told you I have some pretty strong opinions about this. Derek, uh, I had an opportunity, had the pleasure of being in the vehicle right in front of Santa Claus as he was on the uh, Hernando Fire Department fire truck number. I don't even know which number, number two, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fire truck number two for the Hernando Fire Department. What a nice group of guys they are working with us each and every year. Um, but just good guys. But I had the opportunity to be right in front of him. Uh, I had to sit out in the back of a truck while we were playing music and stuff. So I could hear, and Derek, like I said, strong opinions on this. All the stuff going on in 2020, coronavirus this, election that. This past Saturday, I'm going to toot our horn a little bit. It was an awesome experience. 
multiple times on the route, getting to hear kids just scream out Santa Claus was really just an awesome opportunity uh, just to see Santa Claus and um, canceling the parade and stuff like that. I mean, there's just there's memories and things that we can't get back. And, and I think that's what, what's really frustrating to me. Um, I mean, Santa Claus coming through the city of Hernando for the Hernando Christmas Parade. Derek is something that our kids have grown up doing. Uh, really sad that we got canceled this year. Again, another shout out to Julie Hopkins to try and make something right. And um, and I think that's what we were trying to do this past weekend with the crew of Fernando uh, Santa Claus Caravan. Got to see a number of kids out there, glad to see Santa, and uh, with their parents and everything like that. So just a wonderful opportunity to spread some cheer, uh, wrapping up 2020. Derek, a neat year for you and I. Uh, started the podcast and working together on this project uh, has been a lot of fun. No better way than this past Saturday. Wish it would have been a little less rain. <laughs> But but again, um, the kids came out. Uh, it was wonderful to hear them, you know, scream for Santa, and and uh, it was just a pleasure. And we want to thank the city of Hernando, Mayor Tom Ferguson, for Police Chief Warsham, Fire Chief Marshall, uh, for allowing their guys to come out and and just uh, spend the time to be able to escort us. I was in the lead car, was the first to see people would run out as they saw me. So a lot of times I was missing kids throwing candy because. They weren't running until, you know, they actually heard the sirens to stay out of the rain. So I didn't get to see all that, but uh, it was a, uh, just a great day. And I, Officer Wade, great guy driving me around, uh, really funny. We, we, and he's from Clarksdale, uh, which I know several of our friends are. And so um, just a really nice guy. And so I enjoyed talking to him the whole time. It was. Uh, and, the, of course, the main thing, not only did we spread cheer, but we also were able to provide uh, eight Christmases to uh, families in the Hernando area, which uh, – you know, we had to meet the families after the event was over with. So just a, a great day, and, and it was heartwarming, even though it was a cold, rainy day. And so uh, it was our 10th annual. Look forward, you know, already, you know, looking forward to doing it again next year. Turning the page, Derek, we talked about it, and we, Derek and I have a board that we kind of go off of and look at some different things. And, look, it's been a pleasure co- covering the autumn meetings and the planning commission meetings, but city business, both for the city of Fernando, uh, South Haven, and all the different DeSoto County municipalities, has really kind of turned the page or definitely looking towards 2021. No more meetings for the year. Uh, no more planning commission meetings for the year. Um, so we're kind of turning the page ourselves, uh, looking forward to covering Derek. 2021 is going to be a full year for the city of Hernando. All the cities have, you know, the uh, local elections, and so you know we'll be here in the city of Hernando. We do plan on having every candidate for every open position. Have them come in and get at least, you know, their 15 or 20 minutes on the air. Please pay attention locally. Uh, whether you're in Olive Branch, whether you're in South Haven, Horn Lake, Hernando, and just kind of pay attention to who's running, uh, where you are, where you're located. If you're new to the area, please uh, make sure you know you should have a voter registration card. If you have not registered to vote, please register to vote and start kind of paying attention who's running your, your area. Uh, I know that there's going to be some people maybe start putting some forums on Facebook where you can kind of compare candidates, and that's exactly what we'll do here on the podcast so you can hear on, on your, uh, you know, however you listen to us uh, on the radio, iPhone or however. So well, we just look forward to that, forward to a new year, look forward to the vaccine kicking in, <laughs> maybe actually starting to gather into legitimate parties uh, by the spring. And so really ready to, you know, you never, never want to wish a week away. You know, even wishing one day away is just is, you know, kind of a bad thing. But I think all of us are ready to get to that 2021, see what the new year brings, and, uh, you know, get excited. Yeah, no doubt. I think 21 is going to be a lot of fun uh, in Hernando. Uh, different leadership opportunities. You know, you and I have said numerous times, both off and on air, that we're not a political show per se. Uh, but we are uh, definitely two guys or a show that wants people to be involved. We want people to know as much about their aldermen or 
more about who can make decisions in their hometown or in their town of 20,000, just as large as they, you know, who's in the White House. It's just that important. We've said on the show before, makes no sense to know all about Donald Trump, but I, I can't even tell you, you know, who to call for uh, to fix a pothole and right in front of my house. Makes no sense at all. No, politics is always local. Period. Politics I mean, that's, that's who affects you the most. So looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the first show back in 2021, Derek and I are going to do a little bit of a, you know, wrap up for Christmas, of course, but we're going to talk about 21, maybe some things we'd like to see in Hernando, some things that, you know, we are excited about for the city in 21. And so uh, just, just have some, some big things coming up. I know there's some big things going up for uh, the UTW podcast, both with merchandise and some fundraising opportunities coming up pretty soon, partnered up with the print house on those, on those type things. But Derek, one of the best parts of the podcast each and every week is the DeSoto County Museum Fact of the Week. Give us that one. Uh, the DeSoto County Fact of the Week brought to you, of course, by the DeSoto County Museum. The curator, Rob Long, uh, has just really been, you know, since the start of this podcast, has provided us now with over four months worth of uh, facts. And we continue to, you know, we'll take that partnership into the new year. Really excited about everything that Rob can provide for us uh, and give to, give to us. And so uh, he sent uh, several wonderful things for the Fact of the Week this week. Now, this is a Christmas Fact of the Week. And so, you know, one is kind of specifically Christmas. And there's a couple of things Rob wanted me to share, uh, which, of course, you know, we'll be glad to do. The Soto County Museum has a, a archive, an archive room, and it's part of, the, and they have different newspapers from all years going all the way back and back in the 1800s he sent us a sample of a paper today from december 20th of 1877 and it's part of that archive that they established at the museum two years ago the archive room is open by appointment and contains many of the county's rich history pages come alive with the names and the stories of people long ago again he provided one for us uh, from 1877 and then he also sent us one from 1925 and so just it was great being able to have these things sent over to my phone being able to look at them and so i think the one that i want to pick today so when this is from uh, the 1925 the sheriff was instructed to stop the theft of evergreen trees. Now, the evergreen trees and shrubs actually did not call it technically a Christmas tree. These were actually Christmas trees that people had that were out maybe in their front yards that they had put outside, you know, trying to decorate their houses, you know, kind of in the yard, that sort of things in the rural areas. People were going around stealing their Christmas trees or evergreen trees. Uh, he also, um, the sheriff also urged to put additional deputies to help him stamp out whiskey steals and bootlegging all year. So, Kind of in the wintertime, the bootlegging kind of kind of ramps up. People need that little spirit, a little nip to keep them warm. And so while they were out busting people trying to uh, steal Christmas trees, also were looking for whiskey steals and bootleggers. So, again, Sheriff had his hands full uh, back in Christmas in 1925. So Christmas trees put out in front of their house for, for decor, and right. people were stealing. That's correct. Okay. So don't, and then they weren't like, you know, today, we, of course, you have plastic and you have, well, now they have actually scenes from movies you can blow up in your front yard. We didn't have blow-ups in 25. Yeah. They were actually, uh, you know, they would decorate, you know, go get a Christmas tree, cut a tree down or whatever, put it in their front yard and decorate it so you could see it from the road. Maybe if you couldn't see it from the house, and people were snatching the trees off their lawn. Interesting. And bootlegging. <laughs> So in the front yard, you had the tree. Exactly. In the back leg, in the backyard, yeah. you had the steel. Yeah. And so um, yeah, the DeSoto County Fact of the Week brought to you by the DeSoto County Museum. Again, we don't know their holiday hours per se. Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5 each and every Tuesday through Saturday is the typical time. So if you can't get over there during the Christmas time or during the Christmas holidays or during the season, definitely the first of the year, they'll be back to their normal schedule, 10 to 5 Tuesday through Saturday. Thank you to Rob Long for the uh, wonderful opportunity to work with you, the opportunity to learn more and more each and every week uh, about DeSoto County, and we thank you, thank them so much for their hard work. Speaking of evergreen trees and shrubs, podcast brought to you by William Services. William Services is a veteran-owned and operated business 
with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Derek, you and I mentioned it last week. There are hundreds of houses, and I started to notice them all throughout the, the Santa Claus caravan, still struggling with leaves. If you want to get your leaves taken care of before Christmas, you better act fast. But definitely going into the new year, reach out to Richard and the team at Williams Services, 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find him on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9-6. North Point Christian School wishes a Merry Christmas to all the UTW listeners. Call 662-349-5127 to schedule a private tour or save the date for their socially distant January 24th Preview the Point admissions event at 2 p.m. Again, 662-349-5127 to schedule your time for their socially distanced preview the point admissions event 2 p.m. on January 24th. Derek, before we turn our attention to sports real quick, podcast may not be as long as uh, you know some in the last coming weeks, but here uh, towards the end we're going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, Derek, we teased it last week. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do our top and bottom Christmas songs here in just a little while. So you and I will get the chance to go back and forth a little bit and have some fun with that. But before we turn our attention to sports, which you're going to give us some basketball scores, I did want to give a shout-out to a friend of the podcast, uh, Mr. Reed Flanagan, who played in his last high school football game, the Mississippi – was at the Mississippi – Alabama All-Star Game mm-hmm. this past weekend. So just an opportunity for him to get out there and, and play hard. So I saw an Instagram pic with uh, his mom giving him a kiss on the cheek and, and stuff like that. So a special moment for them. But uh, wrapping up his high school career uh, as an All-Star and getting the opportunity to uh, move on to uh, some amazing things coming up. So definite shout-out to, again, a friend of the podcast, uh, Reed Flanagan. And speaking of that, we had four DeSoto County football players sign D1 scholarships this past week. Uh, Reed was not listed as one of them. I still think he's trying to make a decision. But uh, there were four that signed on Wednesday, which is the early signing day. The first was Tony McRae Jr., Lake Cormorant. Uh, he signed as an athlete going to Georgia State. Uh, the next one was Gabe Cavazos. He was uh, for also from Lake Cormorant, offensive lineman, signed with Mississippi State. Jalen Sheed from Olive Branch, the tight end, signed with LSU. And, of course, Isaiah Brevard, South Haven, wide receiver, he stated with his commitment that he had had since back in the summer and signed with Oregon. Wow. So congratulations to those four guys. DeSoto County, you know, players signing D1 scholarships. And, of course, we do expect uh, Reed also to sign somewhere D1 when he makes a decision. Uh, and so just congratulations again on a great year. And uh, you know, also congratulations on having your college paid for. Just a, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Yeah, Oregon, LSU, Mississippi State, Georgia State. Uh, you know, guys, just awesome schools. I mean, I, I encourage uh, any – young person that plays football or that has that opportunity to uh to have their college paid for to definitely pursue that uh Derek you know you and I've talked a lot about uh, off air I kind of feel like there's maybe uh, more things that DeSoto County could do to push and, and and our every single sport we have that's something we could talk about at some point maybe with Corey Usselton or ask a few questions when it comes to that like why why DeSoto County maybe doesn't have uh spotlight opportunities or opportunities for uh camps or different things like that for you know scouts to come in so that's that's something we could definitely talk to them about but congratulations to all those young men get an opportunity to further their education uh, on someone else's dime. That never hurts anybody. Uh-huh. Tell us about basketball, Derek, over the past weekend. It had a busy weekend. A lot of teams trying to get final games in before Christmas. There are some teams that will be playing 
uh, tournaments after Christmas. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Christmas scheduled tournaments that go on right after Christmas. So a lot of times the, any players need to get back from uh, family if, if they are allowed to go this year pretty quickly. But this is the last weekend before Christmas, and so I wanted to catch you up. There was one game last Thursday. Uh, this is in boys basketball. South Haven defeated Center Hill 58-56. Really close game, came down to the end, two-point uh, win by the Chargers. Uh, Center Hill, I did get information on them. Center Hill was led by Caden Laws with 28 points, Zandon Harrison, Harrelson excuse me, with 26. On Friday, we had a full slate. Olive Branch defeated South Haven 59-52. DeSoto Central defeated Hernando 47-41, low-scoring defensive battle there. A late Cormorant defeated Lewisburg 65-56. Late Cormorant was led by Donovan Sanders with 16 points. And Marshall Odom with 16 points. Lewisburg was led by Eli Laws with 18 points. And Max Zisman with 16 points. Continuing on on Friday, Center Hill defeated South Panola 83-47. Center Hill had four players in double digits. Uh, Zandon Harrelson with 20. Caden Laws with 14. Preston Newsom with 14. And Tanner Birchman with 10. North Point over MAH. S, M-A-H-S out of Memphis, 67 to 45. And then finally for the boys on Friday, Horn Lake over Lafayette, 73 to 38. Almost doubling up the Commodores. Now for the girls, the girls also had several teams play on Friday. Lewisburg beat Lake Cormorant, 60 to 28. Uh, Lewisburg goes to 7-6 on the year, had 12 different Patriots score. Led by Regan Salters, who had 10. Malisha Liddell led Lake Cormorant with 17. Hernando defeated DeSoto Central in a one-point game, 42-41. to Andrea Manning had 15 points. Demira Cummings had 12 for Hernando. Olive Branch defeated South Haven, 58-44. to Center Hill, 61. South Panola, 58. Center Hill led by Kylie Prentice with 15. Jaira Rankins with 13. And Hope Miller with 12. And then finally for the girls on Friday, Horn Lake also defeated the Commodores, 59-46. to So, again, just a great big slate. On Friday, leading into Saturday. Now, Saturday was a little unique. We had two tournaments on Saturday. There were two competing tournaments. One was held at DeSoto Central, and the other one was held in Holly Springs with the other half. So I'm going to start with the DeSoto Central uh, Stan Whiteside Classic first. The Stan Whiteside Classic was held at DeSoto Central on Saturday. DeSoto Central, this was kind of a round robin. There was no champion, so basically it was just a round robin tournament. DeSoto Central played Startville Academy won 52-40. Ripley played Lewisburg. Ripley won 66-60. Switching to girls, DeSoto Central girls also played Startville Academy, won 69-57. Lake Cormorant beat Rossville Christian 53-17. 17 points in the four 17 quarters. 17 points. This is not, not my daughter's junior high team. This is actually the high school team getting 17 points. North Point played Startville High School. North Point girls won 44-40. And Hutchinson played Cenotopia. Hutchinson won 59 to 24. Uh, so that was all part of the Stan Whiteside Classic. That's at uh, DeSoto Central. At DeSoto Central. So all those just basically won kind of a public private, you yeah, know, basically playing like each other, which is uh, just a great round robin tournament. And again, the other tournament was held in Holly Springs. It was called the Legends Classic. Uh, and on the boys' side, Holly Springs beat Center Hill 51 to 47. Olive Branch beat Bahelia 81 to 59. And on the girls' side, Ripley. Beat Center Hill 43 to 42, close game. And finally, Olive Branch defeated Carnival 61 to 38. 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll circle back on the first uh, show, Derek. We'll kind of catch up, certainly not maybe score by score, but uh, see if we can get some records, see if we can uh, kind of see what cream is rising to the top there. For well, the boys and we'll start doing that because district play will start, obviously, with January. So when they, when they come back, it's going to be district games. Speaking of Christmas tournaments, Derek, there's a lot of Christmas tournaments typically down, in the, down at Disney World and Universal Studios. If you'd like to go to Disney World or Universal Studios, reach out to Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. Reach out to them at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Podcast also brought to you by The Print House, located right behind Funderburk's Pharmacy in Hernando. The Print House is your one-stop shop for printing services. Whether it's business cards, banners, screen printing for t-shirts, as well as a showroom full of all your vinyl and t-shirt needs, the ladies at The Print House can help. Simply give them a call at 662-298-3105, 662-298-3105, or find them online at theprinthousems.com. That's theprinthousems.com. So this is what we've been teasing for about a week or so now. Uh, we are going to spend the rest of the show kind of discussing our worst and favorite Christmas songs. Now, the way we did this, we did it in uh, there's three categories. We're, we're going to do our five worst Christmas songs first, and then we'll follow that by our top five religious songs, and then finally our top five secular Christmas songs going five to one. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't feel like it'd be accurate or it would be in our best interest or right at Christmas time to say there was a, a bad song about baby Jesus yeah, or anything like that. So, no, no, so, no, ba- no baby, no eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus right, songs. Yeah, so that, we're, that we'll stay bad. positive with those. We do, Even yeah. though there are some bad ones. Come on now. We, I, we're just I, not going to rank I, I don't know if they're that bad. I, I think that they're just unknown or hard to sing. I mean, like, right. there's not one I just like just, just great okay, yeah, ears. Yeah, yeah. It's just some of them are hard, hard to sing. To sing. Yeah. And some of them you're like, Okay, I've never heard that before. Let's let's get to the good stuff, you know. But I don't know if they're technically bad, but there are some really bad secular songs that we're going to start with now. Matt, who, who do you oh, want to go going first? bottom? We're going secular we're songs going first? We're five to one. Okay, so secular songs for all the listeners. Secular songs no, are... No, 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 this is our bad. Yeah, bad secular songs. Yeah. Right, but I'm saying secular songs for the listeners, it's songs that aren't about baby Jesus and away in a manger type stuff. Correct. Right, exactly. Right. That's not, what not secular means. Stuff, stuff that you would not be singing in church. All right, so let me ask you, you and you may have the same, the oh, list we, may we be have okay, not, okay, here's my first one. Neither one of us is Yeah, I've never seen your list. This yeah. is about bottom five, and not necessarily in any random order. All right, when you're going to go five, then I'm going to tell that's, you my five. That's fine. Okay. Santa Baby. Santa Baby is your fifth worst song. Well, I mean, I, I just kind of said no particular order. Okay. Five songs that I don't care for. Okay. So, so you got Santa, Santa Baby's Baby. one. I'm going to, I did rank mine five to one. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going Marshmallow World. Marshmallow World. I don't even World. know what song. What is that song? Marshmallow World, written in eight, 1949. I don't uh, even know what that is. By Carl Sigmund and Peter DeRose. It's considered a Christmas song, never mentions the word Christmas or anything about it. You, you know this one. I, I, I'm not going to try to sing it for you because I cannot sing. Bing okay. Crosby, the first one to record it in 1950. Okay. Dean Martin, very. it's a marshmallow world. Okay, got, it, got it, yes. Yeah. So, awful, so you're going song. that detailed. We're going we're, we're gonna to get facts. I, I'm, we're, I'm giving you facts. Oh, I'm, my gosh. I'm spitting facts. The, this show is going to go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, marshmallow world I know is it now. a yeah, horrible, yes. horrible I, I agree. I, I, come to think of it, I agree with you. So what's your number four? Okay, so yeah, Santa Baby. Everybody knows Santa Baby. Uh, my wife doesn't hate that song, but I'm just, I just, 
I mean, I basically, it's, it, it's 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 a little okay. I would say, does it seem like Santa Baby is too? It seems too sensual. Sensual is one way to put it. Okay, uh, it's sensual. I think I feel like it's it's too sensual to be talking to Santa Claus. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right, we'll just I mean, leave well, it at that. Well, here's the problem. She's asking him for deeds and diamonds. I mean, she's she's oh, okay. She's the material. So she oh, wait, she she is a material girl. Yes. She's, Madonna she's, recorded. It. Yeah, she is. Yeah, is mean, it a little bit ahead of her time? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I would say the real estate. I mean, she's coming off like Lucy okay. and, and, and Charlie so, Brown. So yeah. real quick, if if Santa Baby was first recorded by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, it'd be a hit. Oh yeah. Deeds, oh, diamonds, yeah. all the kind oh, of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it would be done completely different. Right. It, it'd different. have a beat. Be a lot faster. It would be, be a lot faster. Yeah, it'd be a lot faster. And and yeah. Anyway, probably not very popular around these parts. Derek, Blue Christmas by Elvis. Ooh, I do not like that. That's song. a hot take. That's a yeah, hot take. I do not like Blue Christmas by, by Elvis. Wow, you just lost a lot of female that's listeners. Fine. I, that's a fine. A lot of female listeners that's just fine. just turned it off. Okay. <laughs> wow, did not see that coming for Elvis. Yeah, really? I, I know that's one. I just said it was okay. wasn't going to be popular here, but popular. Blue Christmas. Okay. I don't like that song. All right, uh, I'm going to match my number four. Wonderful Christmas song by Paul McCartney. That is actually on my list as well. I mean, if I ranked it, yeah, it's it's a bad song. It's a bad song. And, and again, I like John Lennon's Christmas song, right? So I'm going to say John Lennon greater than Paul McCartney. As a Beatle or just a... Uh, I'm going to say well, as a Beatle and definitely in Christmas songs because Wonderful Christmas song, awful, awful song, written in 79. He still makes $400,000 a year off that song. And I don't even want to, I, that just makes me angry. Which listeners, that's that's just a couple thousand dollars less than we make on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Just if that was true, yeah. that would be amazing. No. I would sing that song every day on the hour, whatever. $400,000 a year. So here's my, my request to the listeners. Please stop listening to that song. If it comes on, cut it off. Do not click on Spotify. Do not try to get it on Apple uh, iTunes. Please. No more to Paul McCartney. Next up for me, and, and maybe this particular version. Tell me if there's other versions. I don't know. The I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus Jackson 5 version. Do not <laughs> like that version at all. Is that the one where they're talking before for like yeah. 30 seconds? Yeah, and like and he, he starts couple, talking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of that song. What made me think about I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, well, we know a lot of stories about Michael Jackson's dad. And, I mean, well, kiss, kissing Mike. Okay. <laughs> kissing, okay. I, mean, this okay. Be a, I mean, this may be a domestic, but I mean, come on. Well, I, that song, when, when you're young, too, I mean, if you actually listen to the words when you're young, that's disturbing. It's very yeah. disturbing. Yeah. I mean, if you understand – you know, uh, marital improprieties. Now your mama's cheating on daddy with Santa Claus. That's that's that could get close to home. So again, I'm just saying, I agree that it's a bad song. Right. I don't like this song. My number three, Police Navidad. Okay. I, 40, 50 years ago today. I'm sorry. Fifty years, years ago, ago this year. 1970. Years so he says Police Navidad 21 times in the song and says Wish you a Merry Christmas 18 times. Only has those other verses at the end, and that's the entire song. It's basically said. Five times each, no, six times each, and then followed one more time by Felice Navidad three more times. It is awful. Okay, so the gentleman that created Felice Navidad, he gets $400,000 a year and has to live off of that. Paul McCartney gets $400,000 a year from Wonderful Christmas Time and is still worth almost a billion dollars. Well, I mean, Paul <laughs> I'm yeah, just simply yeah. saying. It, it, you know, I would be perfectly happy leaving off $400,000 a year that I wrote something. And look, Kudos to the guy that can write it, as I said, for 50 years and still profit off that song. It is such a bad song. Like, I mean, I turn it every time it comes on, I get angry. Oh, so Okay, so like I told you, I had, I had five, give or take, and, and the last one I had was Wonderful Christmas Time, which you'd already mentioned. So we had the same one. So you, that, that was only, only four. Yeah, that was only So my number two worst Christmas song for me. Yeah, go. You do two in a row. Dominic the Donkey. It is 
right, I don't so, hate that song, but okay. I could see. No, no, no. Do I you could, hate? You don't hate? I, I could see where you would hate that song. When you I have it. the words hee haw hee haw in the chorus, right. it, it's awful. Right. It is bad. I agree. Okay. Uh, written by Ray Allen, recorded by Lou Monte in 1960. The only recording because nobody is going to cover that song. Right. It's just it's so annoying. I, I don't. I mean, look, I, I love Italians. That is a bad song. It's a bad song. It's a bad song. I agree with you. It's about the donkey having to get a donkey to deliver a Christmas gift because Santa can't get to the uh, Italy hills. Santa just needs to find a way because and now somebody needs to put that donkey down. All right, and your worst Christmas song of all time because I gave you four, so I dropped the ball. So I was going to trust you on this. You go ahead. Worst Christmas I, song. I think Looking forward you, to it. Please agree with me on this. The <laughs> worst Christmas song of all time. Secular. Secular. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Why? Why do you hate animals so bad? Uh, well, Wait a minute. No, no, hold on now. You, you hate a donkey. I hate it. And you hate the hippopotamus for the, Christmas. The, the, you know what I'm talking about, right? Of course I know what you're okay, talking about. So My daughter loved that song last year. It is a grating song by a 10-year-old. Her name is Gayla Peavy, 1953. She recorded this. God bless her. It is awful. It's utterly ridiculous. I mean, the who's going to get a hippopotamus? I mean, you can't do it. And then... And then she has a two-car garage, and they can uh, put it, do it with his right, massage. Right, and, and like, he wants this over balls and other stuff. And then she says, to get to get it to rhyme with hippopotamuses, she says, rhinoceroses. Yes. In the middle of this, like twice. Correct. Why? Why did that song have to be made? <laughs> it did not have to be made. She's you know, probably doing okay every year for that song. Well, probably is, at, as she started at 10 years old. And, and again, hippos kill 500 people a year. Yeah, no, hippos are dangerous. They kill 500 people a year in Africa. Let's, let's, let's stop it. Let's just stop the song. Well, and then she talks about um, vegetarians. Right? Did she say that? Yeah. But wouldn't, a, wouldn't a hippopotamus be an omnivore versus a vegetarian? Wouldn't that well, what it's called? It, they, don't, they don't actually eat people. They just literally they, – they, they run you over. They run them down and they basically – I've seen Jumanji, dude. I saw Jumanji. Oh, he Jumanji. was uh, well, big time. Well, the first Jack Black, whoop, gets – I mean, gone. First thing. <laughs> first thing. As <laughs> soon as he gets that. there, oh, man. That's fantastic. Hippopotamus that's just eats him up. Yeah. All right, so those were your – we those are our five worst – Okay, Worst. so look, let's go to the religious songs. Okay, okay so we're going to switch to religious, and again, like we top said. Top five favorite. Not the, yeah, top five favorite religious songs. I'm going to kind of do mine as I go. Derek's going to have it a little more organized. Derek's, Derek worked on it uh, a lot this weekend. But anyway, all right, so we're going one to five or five to one? Five to one. You start five. You start all your right. five first. So I, you went last, first last time. All right, so my fifth favorite religious song, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a probably a surprise. Not a lot of people maybe are, are familiar with the song. But this is a very, I love the haunting tune. It was an 1849 poem and Christmas carol written by Edmund Sears. And it was written down at a time. He had, basically, there was war in Europe. Uh, U.S. was in, in war with Mexico. And so it's kind of a sad poem. But what really stuck out about this song, do you remember a 1983 ABC special called The Greatest Christmas Pageant Ever? Did you ever read that book or see that show? I was five. You were 16 in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> I was nine. And this, it came on, and they this was the song that was in the pageant. It was like six kids. They're terrible kids. They're asked to go to Sunday school, and they end up putting on like the, the pageant for the church. Anyway, really good book if you've never read it. But anyway, this was the song that they did. And it was the first time I remember hearing the song and remembering it, and just a great song and really beautiful words. And I just it's, it's such a different tune, so that's why it's my fifth favorite religious it song. It came upon a midnight clear. Okay. Do you remember, you know of course about? I know it, but I just have to go back and you yeah. know check it out. Number five for me, Joy to the World. Great song. I mean, just a great song, great song. Uh, solid classic right there. Hits from the from the beginning, you know, just boom. The second oh, yeah. you hear it, I mean, it's just a jam. So, yeah, Joy to the World. Uh, I, I can't tell you who wrote it and everything else that Derek has given you, but that was my number five. So your number four is? 
My number four is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Beautiful. Another one that hits from the jump. Hits yes, from sir. the jump. First appeared in 1739 in a book called Hymns and Sacred Poems. I like this because the lyrical construction by Charles Wesley and George White, uh, Whitfield, the founders of Methodism. Okay. So they wrote that they wrote the words to Hark the Herald Angels Sing. The music is by Mendelssohn. So just a great, beautiful, uh, which started out as a poem, turned into a uh, a song, and then kind of, you know, that was adapted over the years. It was changed. I love just yelling it and singing it. I can't sing, so I yell it, but I love it. <laughs> My number four, Away in a Manger. Yeah. Just a great song. I mean, Away in a Manger, just uh, I like to the Christmas songs. I like to, I can picture them just sung by different people and, and just such good tones and stuff like that. But Away in a Manger to me is, can be sung by a, a, a man, a, a woman, and it's just a, just a wonderful, beautiful song. I often think about what it was like, you know, that night is something that I pay attention to or think about a lot at Christmas time, uh, that particular night when, when, you know, everything was happening from the shepherds, uh, you know, just being blinded by what, by everything, uh, by the, by the angel there in the fields and, and, you know, the journey with Mary and Joseph, just, just an awesome. So away in a major is one of uh, going to be my number four. I like that song. Cause you can also, as you said, anybody can sing it and I like it cause I can sing it real low. Oh, you mean quiet, real quiet. So nobody can okay, really hear yeah. you, but you sound like you're in tune, but you're really not. But <laughs> I like that song. All right. So my number three, the first Noel, beautiful, a traditional English Christmas carol with Cornish origins. Uh, it was first published uh, in Carols uh, Ancient and Modern in 1833, and of course, Noel is the French term for Christmas season. Uh, so, just a great song. I just you know comes out, you know, says the, the title. I always like a, a, a song that says the title. Bam, right yep. off. Uh, and uh, just a, a great, it keeps the, just kind of keeps it going, kind of a slower one, but it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. It does get a little high, right. but a beautiful song, and uh, I just love hearing a choir sing it, not myself. Another one, Derek, don't think about it too much for Christmas. Go Tell It on the Mountain. Oh. Love that song. Just a really good song. Something else to think about at Christmas time. You just, what what has happened and, you know, what it, what people just experienced and, you know, the birth of baby Jesus, you just want to uh, scream it from the rooftops, as they would say. But but here, it's going to be Go Tell It on the Mountain. I just think it's a really cool song. Zach Williams. Go listen to Zach Williams' version. It's really good. He's got, I mean, most people know Zach Williams from uh, Chain Breaker, stuff like that, here in the last several years. But go listen to his version. Got a real cool version. Go Tell It on the Mountain, my number three. My number two, now it was, we may have the... Uh, I think we may have two and one in the same <laughs> Two and one in the same? All right, let's go. My number two, Silent Night. Yes, sir. There it is. Silent Night, composed in 1818 by Franz Xavier Gruber. The lyrics were by Joseph Moore uh, from Austria. And listen to this, Ben Crosby, his 1935 version of Silent Night is the fourth best-selling song of all time. All time. Bing, in his grave, still making bank off that song. Yeah. But again, I mean, that's, that's just amazing, but just a beautiful song. Everybody, you know, we love it also because, you know, in a typical year, unfortunately not this year, in a typical year, we close out the Christmas Eve service singing that song, lights go out, everybody lights a candle, they sing it, and then walk out quietly, just get chills every time it happens every year. Derek, I just love the story, the soldiers putting their guns down and singing this yeah. together, you know. World War One. Right, World War One. They, they put their guns down and sang this song together, different language, same tune, but... Still singing about uh, the night there in the manger, uh, about the birth of Jesus, um, just an awesome thing. So Silent Night is, is definitely up there for me. It's a very touching thing. And most people, I don't even know, I mean, most people, maybe their church do that where they turn the lights out and they, they pass the light. Uh, and just an awesome, uh, neat thing. That's definitely I, I, not a dry in the, in the house most no, times when I look, I, especially the ladies, you know, at that particular time. Because they you get to celebrate it with your, your children and your, your husband, your wife, 
Uh, and a lot of people still celebrate with their parents, but it's something they've done for years uh, there at the Methodist Church. So just an awesome experience. Can't wait for that to be back next year uh, for sure. So I'll kick off. I'll move to number one. I think you and I are on the same page on this one. I'll go ahead and say it. Oh, holy night. That's it. I mean, I, you know, and it's uh, it was composed by uh, Adolf Adam in 1847. It was first sung by the opera singer Emily Lauren in December of 1847. What is your favorite version? Favorite version oh, I have. Person that's, yeah, that sings it, I guess. Uh, David Phelps is a gospel singer, sings a lot with Bill Gaither and them. He had one come out about 15 years ago. That's awesome. But, man, I'm going to tell you, go listen to Carrie Underwood, uh, the brand new. She just put okay. out a Christmas album. Her brand new Christmas album, go listen to that right now, uh, is brand new. Uh, she did a really good job on the Jimmy Fallon show, but she had said she's worked on this album all through coronavirus, all through the quarantine and stuff. It's hard to sing things better than Carrie Underwood. So go listen to that version, and you, you'll like it. I know I bet, yours. Go ahead. I think my favorite is Josh Groban. Uh, I think it was 2002 when he did it, so about 18 years ago. Uh, he came out and did his version just, I mean. Oh, he kills it, man. I mean, he at, look, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Josh Groban and all his songs. But or, or the covers that he does, but that one's just, I mean, amazing. Absolutely well, amazing. And it's another song a male or female can sing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful and a tenor. You go up the whatever. I'm, I'm sure most people didn't come to the UTW podcast to get our vocal uh, you know, coaching or talking or whatever. But but then uh, a female can sing it just as well. I just love it. I mean, the the, the fall on your knees part, so, I mean, it's just, Oh, I mean, man. it just chills up your spine. Well, you hear the angels' voices, and That's then it. you know, uh, just—it's yeah. awesome. Uh, I don't know if you—I don't know if you even know this, but a lot of the podcast listeners uh, are good friends of ours, and they go to the Methodist Church. Uh, Hannah Grace had the opportunity; she's dreamed about it since she was a kid. She will be doing the Oh Holy Night for the virtual service uh, coming out Christmas Eve. Oh, so, Christmas Eve service. Go to so YouTube. Look, yeah, United, uh, Hernando United, United Methodist, Methodist Church, and click on it, and anybody can watch it. Right. I think whatever you know, released it. I guess three, four o'clock on uh, Christmas Eve. It'll be the virtual service that we're having. But she's, like I said, she's dreamed about it since she was a kid. So, uh, you know, I'm very proud of her for for doing that. So, uh, we're going to come out of the the religious songs, the religious set, and we're going to go with our top five secular songs. Again, secular is going to be you know non you know songs that don't necessarily talk about the baby Jesus and Mary and so forth. Hey, speaking of that, let's let's turn the page real quick. I know this on our song, Mary. Did you? No, did not come on either one of those. No. Not not a fan? No, I yeah. love Mary Did You Know. Yeah, it's a good song. I mean, it's a fantastic song. Right. I, mean, I grew up Catholic, so yeah. Mary Did You Know is right here. You know, written by Mark Lowry, another guy that does a lot of stuff with Bill Gaither and the Gaithers and stuff like that. has been the Gaither vocal band, but just actually kind of a, a gospel artist mixed with a comedian. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he wrote that song and he jokes about it in concert he'll joke about him still making a lot of money off mary did you know <laughs> he jokes about it just about i've seen him three times now and he makes those jokes about uh, mary did you know and he kind of jokes about mary did you know how much money i would make off that <laughs> so all right i'll start mine you ready all Go right ahead. secular songs kind of not necessarily in order so we're gonna be fine white christmas that is my number one number uh, one. i'll come okay. back to it yeah, yeah. so that, that's kind of and, and i would have gone all right so white christmas is your number one and like you said you'll circle back to that uh, i'll start off on a little something Santa Claus is coming to town, the Bruce Springsteen version. Uh, East Street Band. Yeah, East Street Band. I just think that's the best version of that song. Just a, a perfect Christmas song to me. Again, I was saying on the caravan, I was right in front of uh, Santa uh, on the fire truck, and I got to play that song a couple of times, and it's just it's perfect. Santa Claus is literally right behind you on the fire truck. It was just a lot of fun. I like how he starts off talking about, oh, You've been good this year? You've you, you <laughs> practiced oh, a lot? Yeah. Not good, not a lot. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's a good, that's a great song. Um, he really gets it too. He gets excited. Oh yeah, I mean, he's just he's the boss man. Waving on that guitar, just getting excited. All right, so my number five, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yep. Written in '51 by Meredith Wilson, 1951. 
Sung first by Perry Como and the Fontaine Sisters, which is still my favorite version. Two weeks later, Bing Crosby also recorded it, and those they kind of split. They're basically the same popularity two, together. Yeah. But I like I like the Perry Como version, the Fontaine Sisters, just a little better. I like most of Bing Crosby stuff, but that I, you know they were the original, and I still I like. I guess I think it's basically the female voices kind of backing him up. I really like that. No, it's a great version. Next up for me, the Christmas song, Chestnut. You know that one, Nat King Cole. Only was awesome. Nat King Cole. Yeah. That's the he was one awesome. To go for. Yeah, he was awesome. So yeah, the Christmas song, uh, one of my top ones for sure, and uh, you know, sung by Nat King Cole. He just absolutely nails it when he says, you know, by. Um, just not roasting by you know when he says I'm all that fire. i mean you could picture it you can almost feel oh, yeah. it you know and that's what you want from a song so yeah that's one of my top ones all right my number four is christmas time is here uh the song from charlie brown's christmas okay. uh written by lee mendelson and vince garaldi uh for the 1965 christmas special uh charlie brown's christmas uh the singers now remember that there's in the original movie there was no you know it's just in the background right well then they actually did a recording and the recording the the children's voices when you think it's the you know the the penance characters it's actually saint paul's episcopal church's uh choristers uh from san rafael california Uh, so they they recorded in 65 so just a beautiful beautiful i like it because i mean that movie i mean i think everybody grew up with that movie and just you know you see it and you just immediately think of your childhood and just immediately think about the quiet time when you know Linus gets up and says a speech, and just I'll, I, I kind of get choked up a little bit just because just thinking about that and and um, just everything that that meant for my childhood and how I had to watch. You know, you know, you didn't have it on DVD. You didn't have they didn't release. Oh, you had it to the wait time. for it. Yeah, you had to wait for ABC or CBS whoever to show it, and you had to know what day it was going to be on. Did you watch it? And I made sure the routine every year to watch that show. A little bit off subject. Would you have blamed Charlie Brown for punching Lucy Square in oh the face? God. <laughs> I, th- I mean, that's if you've ever. It's been not okay. even punching her. I mean, you know, you don't want to promote violence, especially sure. trying to hit a female. But if he would have missed the football and kicked her, yes. I would have been perfectly fine with that. Yeah, what Chris Rock say? I won't hit it, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that would have been one of the times. Charlie Brown had every right to probably I shake mean, Lucy. Uh, yeah, uh, she's, I like mm. Peppermint Patty, though. She was kind of my favorite. Like, what's up, Chuck? You know, she <laughs> Peppermint like Patty, that. very aggressive. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. Patty's, w- w- yeah. Wanted some Charlie Brown. And when Patty grew up, she went she went into sales, and she was very successful yeah. because she's, she's very forceful. And she definitely had the Crocs with yeah, the, she's the Crocs, Crocs with socks or the Birkenstocks with socks. Yeah, that was definitely Peppermint yeah, Patty. Exactly. Hey, have we kind of, during the coronavirus, have we kind of created a little bit of a pig pen situation? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you, that's how people act, you know. They, you know, kind of, we created cooties, man. I, I, was like, awesome. who, like, what was your favorite favorite character? You know, I like how um, Snoopy and and Woodstock how they kind of went at each other and did different stuff. I always like that. Uh, I like when Snoopy would like slam his hand in something or whatever. You oh, yeah. always kind of make that dog sound. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, probably those two together, uh, Snoopy and and Woodstock would be mine. My favorite. I, it's kind of weird, kind of out in left field. I, I love Schroeder. Okay. I love my boy. He was he was dedicated to one thing. He was on the piano. Just, just oh, hashing yeah. it out. Lucy would throw herself all over him. He wanted nothing to do with her because right. he knew what she was. Lucy was a she was a mean person. Oh, she was yeah. terrible. And so yeah. he just he was he just shunned her completely. Everybody else would you know they she balls everybody else around. Shoulders having none of it. And then he would just bang out the tunes. I mean, just love that guy. Yeah, he was committed to it. All right, I'll wrap up with mine because again, I did four and you did five for some reason. Derek, classic in this area. Love the band Alabama. Christmas and Dixie. Mm, Christmas and Dixie is a good one. Snowing in the Pines. Yep, just that's it. Great, I just love it. That's something else you could picture. Now, you know, if you're living anywhere else in the country, it's probably going to be your bottom five. Uh, but, no, nah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Christmas and Dixie is not very popular up in uh, probably, you know, different parts. Yeah, yeah. there's other parts of the country that's not going to be a good song. But, yeah. uh, no, nah, it's, it's a good song. And Alabama does a great job with the song. Uh, probably the best on that Christmas album. Now, they have one about, about a teddy bear or something that just kind of 
I'm not a fan of right. uh, Christmas Bear or something like that. Right. Uh, but I do like the uh, I do like Christmas and Dixie. I like Tender Tennessee Christmas is good too. That's yeah, a good one. That's a good one. My number three. Well, uh, you've already said it, so I just real uh, briefly the Christmas song was my number three. Uh, written it was in, written in 1945 by Robert Wells and Mel Torme. Uh, of course, Mel, Mel Torme himself was a crooner, really good singer. Uh, but of course, Nat King Cole is the only version that I enjoy. Yep. Um, he just kills it. So, all right. So my number two, Silver Bells. Beautiful. Grew up with that song. My mom loved that song. She would have it on the record player all the time. Uh, it was composed by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans. Uh, the famous version, uh, the one that a lot of people probably know, or the first one that they you know heard, of, you know, back in the day, was Bob Hope and Marilyn Maxwell. Uh, in the motion picture called The Lemon Drop Kid was the first time it premiered. That's the one I like. Now, of course, Ben Crosby does his thing and, and also does a really good rendition of it. But uh, the Bob Hope one is the one that I love the most. Uh, and then my number one, since you've already said it, is White Christmas. I mean, I loved, you know, White Christmas. I don't know if a lot of y'all know this. Uh, maybe you do. But, you know, there's a movie called White Christmas, of course. But it was originally sung in the 1942 movie Holiday Inn. Uh, ben Crosby sung it, of course. Uh, it was uh, written by Urban Berlin. And then it was actually became a, a motion picture. There was such a popular song. That was, that, the movie Holiday Inn came out in 42, so of course the war happened. After the war, they came back, so then they decided that the, the song was so popular that it sold 50 million copies. Wow. They decided to make a movie out of it in 1954, so it was 12 years later. Yeah. They came back, made the, the movie White Christmas, of course, the, the, the song's named after, uh, which is probably the more popular of the two movies. Anyway, but it's just a, a great, and I, every time it comes on, it has to be the Bing Crosby version, and I'll listen to the whole thing. Derek, we'd be remiss to, uh, to not mention that our uh, a certain particular presenting sponsor has blown our phone up in the last couple of weeks about what the best Christmas song should be. So uh, his was going to be, I think, Little Drummer Boy. If we didn't have Do You Hear What I, you know, Little Drummer Boy. Now we said we do not have <laughs> right. bad religious songs. Right, exactly. That is a that, bad religious okay. song. Oh, wow. Okay. I, so, I'm going to come with a hot take. It is, I don't know, man. It's, well, and, then, and then the other tough. Song, one it's of your tough. worst songs, Feliz Navidad, he said was a really good song. So very interesting. Again, he's uh, been blowing our phone up. We'll probably get our phone blown up later this afternoon when he's able to listen to the podcast. So look, UTW podcast listeners, we cannot thank you enough for a wonderful 2020. For all the different things that happened in 2020, uh, from especially starting in March in the United States, uh, all the way through, um, you know, some people are still definitely struggling and, and different stuff like, you know, right now uh, with the coronavirus and, and a number of different things. We, we definitely lift you guys up for that. But uh, something that's been great for us is this podcast. Derek and I have an opportunity to come together. Really, just came together from a you know a little bit of a I had an, I have an idea type situation. Would you be interested? Uh, whatever I can't even remember who brought it up first, but uh, it's been a blessing to us. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we we love meeting new people that talk about the podcast that didn't even know who we were before. So we definitely thank you all of y'all for sharing it, and um, we've enjoyed covering the football games and getting to know some of those names and people. You know, but Derek starting the podcast in 2020 has just been a really good experience for both of us, and I hope look forward to hopefully years of uh, of enjoyment of this and being a part of the fabric of Hernando and DeSoto County uh, as, at large. I agree, and I, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while, uh, and you know, hopefully we can branch off of this and do do different kinds. But right now, this is uh, uh, you know, been really fun. Uh, really uh, enjoyed the first four or five months we're doing this. Looking forward to 2021, and just also hopefully that you know everybody that hears this. If you know people, uh, you know in, in government, if you know people, if some of the coaches, ads, you know, please, we all we're here for is to talk about you, to talk about whether all the good things happen in the community, whether it be Hernando, Olive Branch, South Haven. You know, we we want to try to get the word out. We want to people to know how good this community is. I mean, we you know we. We said it in our first episode. We do not have a news station designated to Soto County. We do no longer have a written paper. 
uh, in DeSoto County. I mean, you can go online and find some stories, but there's no this, the countywide coverage that we deserve. I mean, you know, Jackson has the clear and ledger. It's kind of well-established, and that's fine. Memphis has commercial appeal, which is now online. Uh, but, again, it, you know, they, they had the history. DeSoto County had the DeSoto Times. It's now online. Uh, you know, it used to come like four days a week, then down to two, and now zero. And so we are 200,000 people. And it's, it's very hard to be able to get out there and try to cover everything that there is and everybody making news in this county every day. Now, we're not going to cover the bad stuff. Not saying we won't talk about it, but we're not, we're not going to sit here and hit the COVID numbers every day. We're not going to tell you about the robbery here, the murder there. That's not what this is for. This is to get the news out about the good, positive things going on in our community or how things need to be changed or, or can be looked at. And so that's what we're here for. We hope that you're getting something from that. And again, if you know of anything, please send it our way. If you know of any contacts we should talk to, please send it our way. Coaches, we really want to get these athletes on the air because, as you saw, we have four have signed. Probably a couple more will sign in the February signing period. We want to get those. We want to celebrate those kids. Uh, whether it be you know girls basketball, boys baseball, football, whatever. Uh, so please help us do this. We do our best, and we, we, we work long hours trying to get that. But we also need your help. And if you don't hear your names, if you don't hear your schools, and we talk about other schools more than, you know, more than yours, help us with that. We would love to talk about your schools as much. So, again, if you hear this, uh, you know, kind of a little of appeal uh, at the end of the show. Uh, but we, we really do want to do that and uh, look forward to bringing you all the news that we can find in 2021. Look, so we have several new advertisers that will be joining us in 21 coming up in January. So we look forward to those new advertisers. Just a bit of a tease there. But Derek and I are going to take the next two weeks off, spend time with family, uh, settle into different things. Derek's going to Natchez. I'm going to Louisiana. So this will be our last show for 2020. Uh, But we'll be back on January 5th. We'll have a brand new show where we're going to sit down and talk with uh, an alderman, Derek, that's been around and working uh, for the city of Hernando for a number of years uh, and is going to work for this area down in the uh, the legislature in Jackson, Mr. Mike McClendon. We'll be sitting down and, and visiting with us. January 5th will be our first show for 2021. Some new advertisers, uh, Mike McClendon's interview, just some really – and Derek and I are going to talk about some different things, maybe a little bit of a wish list for, as residents of Hernando, what we'd like to see in 2021 – uh, from the city and city government and different stuff like that. So really looking forward to that. Hey, all of our advertisers found us or emailed us at under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. So reach out to us there or find us on Facebook at UTW podcast. That's UTW podcast on Facebook, Instagram, UTW podcast. That's UTW podcast. And on Twitter, UTW pod. That's UTW pod on Twitter. Most importantly, wherever you listen to our voice or wherever you listen to our podcast, hit subscribe, hit the button, so that way you'll you'll know each and every Tuesday and Friday when we release our new show. Had an opportunity to look at the numbers, Derek, on our show from Facebook uh, this past Friday when we uh, interviewed Greg Drumright and Ed Easley. Ed would be of Easley Baseball Club. Derek, we had well over 1,000 shares. Uh, well over a thousand people shared that with friends. I actually got a message on Saturday night saying, "Hey, my husband had not heard your podcast from a friend of ours, Derek, somebody you and I both know." And she said, "Hey, he's already subscribed, and you got you got yourselves a, a new listener." So we appreciate that, and we appreciate everything you've done for us in 2020, and looking forward to an amazing 2021. I am too, and I just want to wish uh, a Merry Christmas uh, to all the UTW podcast listeners. Merry Christmas to your families. I uh, hope that everybody has a safe, happy, and healthy. A Christmas season, 
and new year. And again, um, just you know, do what you can to continue to fight the virus. The vaccine is here. Uh, but at the same time, you know, love on your little ones, love on your family members that you can. And uh, we just hope that you all have a, a, a blessed uh, Christmas season and hope that, that you can feel God's joy, not only coming through your speakers as we, you know, as we w- wish you the Merry Christmas, but just every day uh, as you go forward. So again, thank you for your listenership and Merry Christmas. Not a whole lot more for me to say, Derek. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners and certainly a happy and healthy new year. Well, if that's it, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next year under the water tower. Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not.